Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mostly Soccer Podcast. My name is Michael Dalo, and today I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy, what today? I have no name today. I have no okay. name. Impossible. I, I sat here and I could not come up with a name. I am, I've been many names, man of many names, and today I am just Jimmy. I hate that. We're how many episodes in? And this is, I think we're... <laughs> I think we're about 165 episodes in or pretty close to it. And this is the first time you haven't been able to produce a name. Jimmy Boring. Jimmy Boring. Okay. <laughs> you salvaged it. I was going to have to call an end to the podcast right here. <laughs> 58 seconds into a uh, an episode and obliterate the podcast completely. Well, this is what you get when you come off an international break to play Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get a lot of excitement. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but it is... I do want to say it's nice to be back podcasting, but under the circumstances, it's really not. Uh, but Jimmy, before we get into the soccer, I just want to talk about some some fun things before we go into my hole of despair. First of all, have you watched Squid Game? So, no, I've I, I started like 10 minutes of an episode and I did not get to watch it yet. I'm mm-hmm. in the middle of like 10 shows struggling to watch them been extremely busy are you watching young jose what is young jose you that's me oh you you on netflix (laughs) i haven't got to start that yet either all i care about is finishing this podcast i go watch the episode of succession that's literally what i care about right now (laughs) is i i almost watched it during the arsenal game i just was too busy with work calls to even do that well, uh, that was my follow-up question with Succession, but Squid Game, Jimmy, you have to watch that. That show is excellent. I, I've I've never heard of it. Why don't you tell, tell me yeah. about this show? No, that everyone's heard of it. Every, dominated every single thing I see. <laughs> I'm being one of the the game members for Halloween. That's how much I enjoyed the show. Oh wow! Yeah, um, but Succession last night was amazing. I uh, won't spoil anything for you there, but definitely watch that after this. And then the only other thing I wanted to mention, Jimmy, is last time we podcasted, I briefly mentioned that I liked Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. And now I am all in on Magic the Gathering. I was going to say, so this is either I love or I hate. You've either Because with you, there's nothing that you like. You either love or hate everything. You're a man of extremes. That is true. Um, and I love it. I, am, I can't stop thinking about it. It's all I want to do is play Magic. It's getting bad out here. <laughs> I, I don't I'm know not how bad. <laughs> just, you can just react by uh, agreeing with me when I say that I'm down bad. <laughs> I, I just want to play Magic nonstop. It's so fun. Anyone listening who wants to try it, do it. It's a great time. Jimmy, I think you would like it. I think anyone who tries it would like it. Oh, I, I'm going to first try to f- catch up on the 10 TV shows <laughs> that I'm watching. Then maybe I'll consider it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I just need anything to distract me from uh, Arsenal Football Club. But I guess that's where we should go first, right, Jimmy? Yeah, let's jump right into it. We just watched it. So let's jump uh, in. <laughs> the game that we just watched, uh, the Monday night game, Arsenal to Palace to Arsenal take the lead eight minutes in. It looks like Arsenal are flying. They're going to do this. It's going to be an easy win. And sure enough, after the first 10 minutes per Arsenal, 
under Mikel Arteta, the performance completely drops off. We scored a goal, a great goal through Aubameyang and Pepe. And uh, from there, it just became Crystal Palace, completely dominating Arsenal. One thing I'll mention in between uh, Arsenal winning and then going down by two is that MacArthur should have had a blatant red card, uh, completely cleared out Bakayo Saka's leg, was nowhere near a ball that he was trying to volley, and he was given a yellow. Um, Interesting decision from Mike Dean, to say the least. (laughs) To say the least. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it's just the the officiating in this league is just fucking brutal, Um, and it continues to be that way week after week. But uh, Arsenal go behind two goals, Two terrible mistakes, and uh, and they salvaged the the draw in the end through Lacazette, the only player who looked like he was up for it after he was subbed on. So, Jimmy, I want to talk less about the performance. I want to talk more about what this Arsenal team just is. Mm-hmm. Like, they fooled us. They like I knew it was it was them like pulling the wool over our eyes when they destroyed Tottenham. Mm-hmm. But it just felt so good. It gave us that hope. But this team really is just a bad team. Yeah. I, I don't know bad. I just think they're a mediocre team. Like, they epitomize mediocre to me. Like, they do things. They'll give you moments where they do nice plays and all of that. But at the end of the day, they're just middle of the road. Just bang average in every single way. So... I know we've we've probably beat this to death, but like the players on this team are better than bang average. Man for man, Arsenal are probably better. Eleven out of eleven players in Crystal Palace when Wilfred Zaha is not on the field, and Crystal Palace took them to school. Crystal Palace were so unlucky to come away with one point. <laughs> that I agree with. It's it, it it's just back to the question like. I sat here two, three weeks ago now after they beat Spurs. I was all high and mighty. I was excited. Back on the Arteta train. But, like, there's no plan. There are no tactics. It's just a fucking mess. So, I agree. And watching this game, I just, like, they're so consistently inconsistent. That makes any sense. It does. (laughs) Like, they're just... You you know exactly what you're gonna get, which is consistent in that way. (laughs) Yeah, like you know you're just gonna like some players are gonna have games where they look incredible, and then they're gonna follow it up with an absolute dud, and they're just gonna do the same thing over and over and over again. Um, this I mean, it's just this game was so sloppy. Like Palace had good chances to score goals, didn't take advantage of all of them. But the way Arsenal were defending, uh, we talked about it on the second goal through text. We were talking about Ben White really did nothing wrong in this, but just the lack of aggression to do something right. Like that's how Arsenal defends. They they don't necessarily do things wrong, but they don't ever make like the aggressive defensive play. They don't try to stop plays before they happen. They just let them. They let the plays happen to them. Yeah, and they rely yeah. on good saves from Ramsdale or Leno. They rely on. The other team just missing, which we've seen so many teams outplay Arsenal and just fail to take chances. It's just, I mean, I can only imagine how frustrating it has to be for you. 
because watching it, I'm frustrated as a neutral being like, like, what is like, what are they doing? Where is the plan? What is the plan? There just isn't one. And it is. It, it boils my blood because, like, I want to be excited to watch this team. I know that they're good. There are flashes of it. And then they just crumble and it makes no sense. It's like it, it really is just the first 10 minutes are always excellent. And today we finally scored in the first 10 minutes. So it felt like we could continue on to this. We're playing at home. We're playing against Palace, who have been uh, great this season under Vieira. But still, like I said, man for man, Arsenal are better. 11 out of 11 spots in the field than Palace. I don't think that's a stretch. And it's just like to not be able to tweak your team, even going in. They were lucky to get to halftime at 1-0. And then Mikel Arteta couldn't. I mean, he couldn't put together a plan to to keep the lead. I mean, this is it, it's gotten to the point where it's like. I flip flop on it every time I watch Arsenal play a game, it's like one week going, like, hey, Mikel Arteta, he's done it mastermind. And then in every other week it's, oh, well, actually, he really doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe just the other team is that bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think at the time where we played Spurs, Spurs were in a deep rut. They had lost. Uh, multiple games, 3-0 on the trot, and we just played them at the right time. And because it's our biggest rival, it gave us that feel-good uh, emotion, and and we've we've been fooled. It, it's There's really no excuse for Mikel Arteta at this point. He's got his guys, and it, it's just not working. There, there's just nothing good about this team. They're just boring. They're flat. They're stale. They don't do things to excite you. I mean, to be a Crystal Palace fan right now is is probably you're over the moon excited about that team just because the way that they're playing. And, and Arsenal don't have that. We have the players, we just don't have the tactics or the style. We're just we're a nothing team. And everyone knows that they can beat us. Well, That's the that, most frustrating thing. That is I mean, well that has been true for a while now. Arsenal like and this is maybe the meanest thing I'm going to say to you is like teams don't go in to play Arsenal like they're playing a big team anymore. No, I agree. I, why would you? A- anyone can pull a result. That's the thing. It's like there's no because there's fear. You can see it when teams play certain teams. Like when a team's playing Liverpool now, you can see they're on edge from the first minute of the game till the 90th. And usually that's where think of a lot of these great teams, whether it be Liverpool, City, Chelsea, a lot of their goals come from mistakes from other teams that play a great game for 60, 70 minutes of defending nonstop. And it's one little uh, inch off pass or one little hanging on the ball second too long and they just pounce on it and like that. And there's a goal. It's you don't see that fair with Arsenal. So I think that is part of it. And I just. To your point, I I do still, and I think I've said this so many times, like, I don't know if just, like, a change of the manager is going to change this. I still think it's, like, a systematic issue that's deep-rooted more than that. Like, we've seen two different managers now since Wenger left. We saw the end of Wenger where it was an issue. Like, I just don't think it's as simple as the manager. I really don't. It's just, like, how could could a team like Brighton be playing so well then? Or, Or Palace? Like, how, how do these teams do it? How do they have players who are, uh, they're lesser players than what Arsenal have, and they, they're putting in consistently better performances every week? And I don't think it's the level of expectation that we put on a Crystal Palace or a Brighton. It's just these teams are playing better than Arsenal, and they're not as good as them on paper. And, and 
I, I just don't I think a manager does change it. If you bring in an Antonio Conte, I think it changes everything. I think well, we're just not bringing in the right managers at this point. Okay, so one thing is this. I want to talk about Conte in relation to another game we're doing today, so I'm going to save my <laughs> Conte thing for that. I agree. Conte, but Conte is one of the elite, elite managers. Like, in my opinion, there's few managers in the world that are a better manager than him in terms of making a team win. The, the thing mm-hmm. with Conte is Conte will go out in flames afterwards he, he will bring you you know what i mean he'll bring you he'll bring you to the title and then it'll burn out that's what happens but he is when it comes to playing and being the manager of the team that team will be good may take two years but they will be good um so that conte's like my point being why would conte take this job that that's kind of it's like so i don't think you're getting antonio conte in my I, opinion, I just don't like I think there's a more attractive job if you're Antonio Conte. And like I said, we're going to talk about it a bit. I guess so. I guess there is. Uh, I, well, hold on. Newcastle isn't a more attractive job. I just want to say that right off the bat. It's not. I know that's where you're going. That's All right. Well, I'm I'm going to just say that Arsenal should be able to pull any manager that they want. Uh, I, I think they're still at that level of big club. They they're that well respected where they should be able to pull in any manager. Um, they should be able to throw the bag of money at Antonio Conte that he wants. That I mean, Jurgen Klopp took over Liverpool at their low point. Pep Guardiola took over Manchester City when Manchester City were. I mean, they just started to be good two years before that. It, it's like, uh, no, I'm not I'm not throwing shade at Man City. It's just like... No, no, no. I was saying, they. <laughs> to your point, I actually give you credit. They had won two leagues before he took over, but they did come off their worst season in that period when Pellegrini's last season was a bad year. Besides the fact they almost made it to the Champions League semifinal, if not for that Gareth Bale goal. But um, they actually were poor in the league. They had a very, very bad year that year. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying for the hundredth time here, I think a better manager would be doing a lot better with this Arsenal team. That being said, I'm, well, I was going to say we're not far off from from certain teams that are supposed to be doing really well, like a Manchester United or a Spurs. Um, but but still, I don't think either of those two teams should be our barometer of where we should be in the table. We currently sit in 11th with a negative five goal differential. Actually, we sit in 12th. It, it's embarrassing. Arsenal are not a good team. I'm very disappointed with the draw against Palace at home. And uh, Mikel Arteta, uh, he's going to get the time. I don't think they're in a rush to get rid of him. Uh, and the Spurs result really bought him, I think, at least until the new year and probably till the end of the season. He'll be here. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I just think it, it's kind of sad because I think if you go back to the beginning of last year, it really looked like it was starting to move forward. And it it's not only has it stalled out, it's kind of gone backwards. Yep. Just... Just consistently inconsistent, I think, is the best way to put it. Uh, But anyways, Jimmy, let's move on. Let's move on to a team that's actually just blowing out all of our expectations, I think. Uh, Liverpool 5, Watford nil. Liverpool just absolutely obliterate another team in their way. Claudio Ranieri's Watford. Poor guy. Uh, (laughs) he, He joined in to get a beat down from Liverpool. And uh, we had a hat trick from Bobby Firmino, a goal from Mane early on, and a Mo Salah stunner to end it. Uh, or not to end it, 
in between those. But my goodness, Jimmy, Liverpool are flying. They look like the Liverpool of old, the healthy Liverpool, I should say. And Mo Salah just continues his case for best player in the world. I, I think it's undisputed right now. Yeah. Can we just say undisputed? There's no yeah. debate. It's not even close. It's it, it's done right now. Uh, and they are, whoo, they look good. This game might have been the one that I actually was the that scared me the most. More so than how they played in the City game, which I think was such a great game. We talked about that at length last podcast. But this one, the this looked like the old Liverpool in every way because it was the old front three. They all were firing. Um, I want to say, if Salah is playing absolutely out of his mind, we know that. But if they can get Mane and Firmino back on form to add to that, with Jota already providing the ability he does, which is we've, we've talked about it before, the guy has just a knack for being in the right spot to create chances. Whether he finishes all of them or makes the right <laughs> decision is a little dicey at times, but he is a very good player who gets in great spots. If you have those four attacking options all playing well, this team's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, and that defense of Liverpool is now, I mean... They're healthy. They're playing well. Virgil van Dijk back to being the force that he was before his injury. For me, I think Liverpool have overtaken Chelsea as the best team in the league at this point, or at least the most terrifying team in the league. Um, and and just, just take a second to, again, appreciate the majesty of Mo Salah. That goal that he scored, cool. I mean, it just unbelievable. He just absolutely toasted uh, four defenders. He, he was surrounded by three and got out of it like nothing, put the ball past another one, and then finished uh, from from that, that angle, the Jimmy angle. He did. He <laughs> did. Like, it was nothing. It's become his patent now of, like, just curled shots from that angle around the goalkeeper, giving them no chance to ever save it. He, Like I said, he's playing out of his mind. He's just a man... When you take someone who's that good and you put their confidence all the way up on top of it, where he has to literally feel like no matter what shot he takes, it's going to be a goal. It's just, it's dangerous. It just becomes like, we've seen the difference confidence can make in players. Like I'm going to use an example that I know the best, which is like Raheem Sterling three seasons ago when he was, when it just looked like it clicked. Mm -hmm. This is the year when he scored the goal against Spurs that didn't count and like, it literally looked like Raheem Sterling was finally ascending to like true, like one of the top 10 players in the world level. Anyway, he was just scoring goals that he never scored before because his confidence was there. When your confidence is at an all-time high and then you take the talent of Salah, which is one of the best players in the world, and you add that to it, it's just, it, it's incredible. It, it's truly incredible. It's great to see this league. We said it before the year, and I think we're being proved right every single week. And, like, this is a juggernaut battle. This is going to be a fight till the very end. Um, I, I I think it's a three-team fight. We had thought maybe it could have been a four-team fight, but I think it is going to be three teams. But they're three damn good teams, mm-hmm. three with excellent managers, with three very different styles. And it, it's very, very exciting to see. Yeah, I agree. Uh, would you say that Liverpool are the best team in the league right now? Yeah, I would say that, yes. And for Watford, 
They sit in 16th. They're not in the relegation zone. Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich, and Leeds all beneath them. Do you think Watford avoid relegation this year? So this is what I want to talk about. I am so torn on this because here's the thing with Watford. Norwich are going down. So once they, that's like the Norwich are down. So it's really going to be a battle. What other two teams go down? Newcastle, the most interesting in terms of going down just because <laughs> we didn't get to talk about it. They have the takeover has happened two years in the making. Mm-hmm. They are now the richest club in the world, or at least the club with the richest owner in the world. Um, by far more than like the other top most <laughs> top most uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Richest owners in the world combined are yeah. worth less than this one owner. <laughs> so uh, it's wild. But they do sit right now with only three points looking zero wins <laughs> shambolic in almost every single match. Um, and then Burnley are just Burnley are bad. So fingers like, crossed, Jimmy, just fingers Burnley crossed. Bad, don't jinx it. Knock on wood. Let them I'm go gonna down. I'm going to say the thing I don't want to say, which is I trust Burnley to get out of this more than I trust Wofford right now. Mm. Wofford just they in this game, specifically in this game, if they defend like that, even against a team that's not Liverpool, you are going to get you're just going to leak goals all year long. And while Wofford have shown the ability that, you know, they actually themselves can score some goals at times. And I just I, I don't know if you can make up for that defense. So I am worried about Wofford. I don't know how I feel about the Ranieri appointment. I know you liked it. I personally don't really love it. Um I think it's fun more than anything. It's fun. It's definitely fun. <laughs> maybe um, not. Maybe not the most intelligent I will say appointment, this. but Burnley, Newcastle, and Wofford. Those are those three will be the three that are fighting for the final two spots. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think Leeds will find a way to get better. They've been awful. Um, they'll find a way to get better. Southampton, while they only have seven points. Have looked good in matches. They've drew City. They they looked really good against Chelsea. Like they they will they're good enough to get out of this. I think too. Which at the beginning of the year I questioned that. Um, but I don't know. What do you think, Michael? Do you have Wofford going down? I feel like you do. Just uh, I don't think. I think if Newcastle goes down, it would just be so devastating. I mean, they're gonna have to spend some money in January, uh, and they're gonna have to get rid of Steve Bruce as well. I was watching the pregame to Arsenal and David Ornstein was on there and basically said the new owners told him that he wasn't being fired, but basically that they're looking around and they'll let him know. Uh, so so he's on borrowed time. I think in January, Newcastle will have a big chance to turn things around. I also think Newcastle have at least been like scoring goals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of not going down. Even if you leak goals consistently, if you're able to score them, I think you can do enough to win some games and keep you safe. So I, I think Watford are probably in that mix for me. I really have my fingers crossed that Burnley are a part of that three though. Oh yeah. And I think Newcastle have better players. Yeah, too. they do. They like, definitely they have, they have better players than Watford. I, I think they have better players than Burnley. Like they have better players. Yeah. And Burnley just... have the best manager, whether you like them or not. Like it's true. Is what it is. Yeah, it is true. Sean Deitch has continued to keep Burnley in the league for this long. And uh, I mean, likely that he'll probably do it again. But let's go over to our next game. Uh, Newcastle versus Spurs. We should talk about that one since we're on the topic of takeovers. Uh, Again, I want to talk less about the game here and more about uh, the takeover and what that means. 
we also should say that uh, this game was paused for some time because a fan uh, had a heart attack and they paused the game. Sergio uh, Regulon and Eric Dyer, I think, were the two players who spotted this going on in the crowd, called it to the attention of the officials, mm-hmm. and uh, they were able to halt the game, get that fan medical attention, who turns out is stable, which is great news in the hospital. And uh, the game went on after that, and 2-3 Spurs best Newcastle. Newcastle, poor Newcastle. They scored within two minutes and uh, could not hold on. Even Harry Kane got his goal. That's how bad Newcastle are playing right now. <laughs> barely. He barely got his goal. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> called offsides, and they gave it to him. He's a lucky boy, that Harry Kane. He is. Um, I thought Spurs looked good, though, in this game, at least in attack. They've looked the best they've looked. Tangi Ndombele, can, I want to talk about him for one minute, which is just, I don't understand this man. I don't understand him because I've seen him score so many great goals. Like, this guy is just undeniable natural talent. Yep. And I don't know if it's that he, like, I don't know if, I don't want to do the Jose thing of, like, is he a lazy player? Is that the issue? Is it just managers not knowing how to utilize him? I Is it a combination of the two? I think it's none of them. You know what I think it is? What? He hates Tottenham Hotspur. He hates being there. It could be that. It could just be <laughs> he that really does. Like, it really could be that he's miserable because I really still think, like, I watched this guy years ago destroy City in the Champions League. He he is a dynamic player when he actually is, like, allowed to be it and interested in being it. And I, maybe it's a move away, whatever it is. I, and I just want to see him become the player he can be yeah. because he's still 24 years old. He's still young. And there are just, just loads of talent there. I don't want him to end up being one of those players that's like, wow, this guy just fizzled out into nothing. Like, I don't want him to be Bakayoko. Very different type (laughs) of player, but like similar in a way of like got the big move and then just ends up being on loan every year is a decent player, but just never the player you thought they could be. Can I make a prediction? Yes. And Dombele is one of the first players to go to Newcastle during this rebuild. Oh, that's a very interesting one. He hates Tottenham. He'll be right out the door for a bag of cash. I love that. Right out the door for a bag of cash. I, I like that. that. Um, but yeah, Newcastle, I mean, we said it just a minute ago. They're still winless. They sit in 19th. They've looked poor. Is this is this takeover going to save them? What does it mean for Newcastle long term, Jimmy? <laughs> so I feel like this is bad. Like... They're not going down. There's no way that if they get in a if they're close to going down, that there's not going to be a, a a bricks truck that shows up at the referee's <laughs> house. That, like, there's just no way. Like they're gonna like there's gonna be gold bars in his mailbox or something. Oh like my gosh. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. Like I, I hate to say, like I just. They're not going down. If they go down, pray for every team in the championship because this <laughs> team, this team will end up getting the most. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Break every financial thing that supposedly exists in the championship and have a team that will just obliterate it. So I, I just. I don't think they're going down. I, I just don't. There's no way in my head I can see the season ending with them going down. I just don't. 
so what what do you think is the future for them though do you think in in this next offseason we see some some big names like in go there i i think next summer they will have big names but i don't think they're going to be the like, I don't think they're getting Holland. Like, you know, like the Holland, yeah, like, no, no. at least I don't think that's happening. I think they're going to do kind of what City did and what Chelsea did, which is it's going to be a slow grind. Like, I wouldn't, I like, you're going to see players like good, really good, solid players, but like a John McGinn, like someone like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to slow build with good players. And then in two or three years or so, that's when they'll start getting like the, the big, big names. But yeah. it's going to be a lot of those players that, you know, we've seen go to, Maybe West Ham or go to Everton or even go to, you know, Tottenham or Arsenal. <laughs> like, the, you know, like players like that, I think are going to be the players they're in for first. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to build a team around those players as a foundation. And then they're going to go from there. Kind of like, you know, you saw City do it with like Gareth Barry and James Milner and players like that. Lescott. Yep, yep. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Let's just say that. Um, and I'm excited to watch it. I mean, human rights violations aside, <laughs> I mean, th- that's kind of the norm of owning a, a soccer club now is that you have to have violated some human rights at some point. Uh, I think it's going to be exciting for Newcastle. I do think that <laughs> that the fans showing up to the stadium in the the chic outfits <laughs> that, that's bad it's so fucking offensive i <laughs> like, hate that i was gonna say i i i can't believe that that hasn't been a bigger deal i like it's because it's newcastle these guys up there in the north they just do whatever the fuck they want i guess maybe there's no maybe rules that's there's no I guess rule. that's how are you gonna cancel I, someone from newcastle i all right fair point <laughs> i will go back say, to their cave I go back to that game. Um, I want to. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I had a point I was trying to make, which is, I think if you choose to to be a fan of this sport, you have to just accept you're leaving your morals at the door. <laughs> I I really do. Like you just have to accept that. Like you're accepting you're watching the sport. There's so much money. There's so much backhand backroom deals and corruption that goes on behind closed doors you just either have to say i'm not going to be for that and i'm going to stay out of it or i just am going to turn a blind eye to it and turn a blind eye we do jimmy oh and on to our next game on that uh where are we going next let's go to leicester four manchester united two this one was a shootout we had a wonderful goal from mason greenwood and then we had two from Leicester. A wonderful goal from Tielemans. Soyuncu later in the game. Rashford answers. Vardy answers immediately. Then your boy Jimmy Daka gets one late uh, in stoppage time. Leicester, though, have had a rough season to date. But Manchester United, they're uh, they're also getting in the worry zone. The Ole out <laughs> The Ole out mob grows louder and louder by the day. So, so Jimmy. Oh, okay. I, all right. Well, I I asked the questions around here. <laughs> <laughs> what does this result mean for Ole, if anything? So here, remember what I said about Antonio Conte? This is the team that should be hiring Antonio Conte. Like you you have everything he needs. 
You have a very talented squad that needs a good manager. <laughs> you have money to blow. You've shown you've had money to blow. Antonio Conte has shown he's a man who likes to have money, like any top manager. Um, Just, like, I'm thankful every day I don't see him manage this team. I don't want him to go there because I don't want them to succeed. But this, much like a year ago when we said it was Pochettino was sitting out there and they didn't jump, if they choose to not, like, if they lose the opportunity to get him, if he ends up somewhere else and they stick with Ole, I think this will be one of the biggest opportunities missed that there could be. There is so much talent in this team. They just need a real manager, like a a true real manager. Ole has shown to be better than we thought he was, but he, we said at the beginning of the season, this team is good. You will never win the league with him. I'll make that statement. I'm glad to be wrong and I can hear it a hundred times wrong, but I truly believe you will never win the league with him. Yeah. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> That's what uh, everyone's saying about Ole lately. Yeah, uh, he's he's just really not, though. I 100% agree. You will not win anything with Ole. You'll come close to winning the Europa League, but you won't win it. You'll come close to winning the FA Cup, but you won't win it. It's just, it's not written in the stars for him. I think he's a, a solid manager, like you said, better than we thought. But to bring them next level, they... They really should be pushing for a manager like Conte. It, it's crazy to me that no one's gotten him yet. And it's crazy to me that teams like United and Arsenal continue to accept mediocrity. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it's well said. It's well said. Talking about the specifically this game, just on that point, talk about shambolic defense. I, <laughs> Harry Maguire, I mean, Harry Maguire, was, he was back to playing for Leicester in this game because <laughs> he was so bad. Um, I, I, I was blown away with how bad he is. Like he, in this game, he's not a bad player, but he was awful in this game. Like he literally did like, like what children did, which is not come to the ball. Like he literally did not come to the ball and let it get picked off for the Tillemans goal. Um, it's just terrible at the end. there, not marking DACA, like just an absolutely awful game for Harry Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, United. I mean, to give up four goals to Leicester, who really haven't been able to get out of their own way so far this season. Not a good look um, for Leicester. I think this is just the result that they need to to kind of kickstart their season that has been lackluster so far. I mean, for a team that we thought was was going to be, or at least that I thought was going to be a shoe-in for top six, they they still have some work to do, and this is a good step. Uh, but on to our next match, Jimmy. What were we going to talk about? What was it? Tell me. Because I what forgot. What was the next match? Mm. We were also going to do Wolves and Aston Villa. Yes, that was it. The most exciting game of the week, potentially. Uh, Villa go up two, and then they lose. <laughs> Villa go up two, and then they lose. They pulled the Tottenham Hotspur against West Ham, uh, but only they didn't get a point. Uh, Wolves score all of their goals later than the 80th minute and they pull out a W. Wolves are scoring, Jimmy. Wolves are good. Yeah. Villa, I don't know. Little did we know that for Wolves to score, all they needed was to just let their center back score all the goals. <laughs> <laughs> this game was a wild, wild game. Uh, a derby match and it lived up to the hype. And 
I mean, Villa started looking good. They had a very good first half. Um, and then couldn't get it in. Beginning of second half, Danny Ings does what Danny, Danny Ings does. After a very nice turning cross from John McGinn. Newcastle's John McGinn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then McGinn himself with a beautiful goal. He's a he's another he is one of those players who I think maybe doesn't get appreciated enough for quite how good he is. Um and, and then it just all fell apart so so fast. Um they let your favorite player, Michael, your favorite defender, Sias, score a goal, he's so sloppy bad. goal, just clears it in at the back post. Um <laughs> actually, no, wait, this was the beautiful goal. My apologies. Sakana Cody one was sloppy. This was the beautiful one. Off the Neves pass over to um oh my god I can't Daniel Podence Podence yes who crosses it across goal Sias taps it in didn't even look like Wolves at first thought they were gonna have a comeback the way they slowly <laughs> pulled it out of the net but then soon after the sloppy messy goal that Connor Cody puts into the net and they go absolutely wild <laughs> and then it would get crazier. Because Ruben Neves would line up for a free kick and off a deflection through the wall, it's in the net, and Wolves win. You know, this is like all the pent-up energy that Wolves have had from not scoring all their expected goals in their past eight matches. (laughs) Uh, It all came out at once. They had an explosion all over Aston Villa. A three-goal explosion after the 80th minute. And... I'm excited for Wolves. I want to see this team get moving. Well, I mean, don't look now. Three straight wins for Wolves. Got themselves up to 10th in the table with 12 points. Not bad. It ain't bad, kid. And uh, Villa, we should say, they started off the season a little bit more uh, sprightly, but they've had some tough matches, and uh, they are now currently in 13th. One point behind Arsenal, but they're... Their goal differential is much better. <laughs> they're uh, they're at evens. So uh, that was an exciting one. Prayers for anyone who bet a Villa win there. That must have been absolutely crushing. Imagine having them in a parlay. Imagine having the draw. If you bet the yeah. draw, you must have been on cloud nine. You thought you were dead. You came all the way back to life just to get shot in the back of the head in the night. Terrible. So terrible. Um. But notable mentions, we should say that Brentford lost 1-0 to Chelsea, but Brentford uh, gave them the game of their life. Chelsea were able to hang on only through the excellence of Edouard Mendy. In Chalaba, too, who had that save off the line, who's looked very, very good. Because just what what the league needs, Chelsea to have another great young player. (laughs) Yep. Um, But Brentford, they just look stunning. They're... They are the the better version of Leeds. They really look like they're a more well-drilled Leeds. And they, yeah, uh, they continue to impress. Yeah, I'm I'm blown away by Brentford more and more each week. Just a really good, good team. Um, I just love the way they play. Yeah. Not afraid of anyone. No, they are not. And their their stadium is rocking at all times. Mm-hmm. Thomas Frank is a uh he's a character. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's mm-hmm. definitely a fun character. Uh, Southampton got a win over Leeds. Leeds continue their, I think their winless run, right? No, or they have. Well, they won the last game prior to this one. Yep. And then Norwich, they pulled out a draw versus top four Brighton, which is 
one of the more shocking results of the week. Yeah, Brighton, the back-to-back goalless draws. And last, and last one uh, is Everton lost 1-0 to West Ham. So we'll talk about Everton next week. We have to probably mention West Ham a little bit too next week. I feel like we haven't talked about either of them. Well, I but, feel like we, we just talk about West Ham to say how much we love Antonio. That's usually every time we talk about West Ham, it just becomes that. It's usually a very uh, West Ham heavy August. And then from there, <laughs> it slopes down a bit. <laughs> but uh, we did get some questions from Twitter. And all right. Our friend J.D. Siegley asked us, who will be top of the Premier League on January 1st? OK, so January 1st, not that far away, believe it or not. I am going to say Liverpool. I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to go Liverpool with Chelsea at close second. I think Chelsea are going to slip just a little bit. So uh, this is tight because I really think these three teams are so damn good. Um, and Chelsea just Chelsea's run over the next few league matches are are pretty easy. They do play United, but outside <laughs> of that, they until January second. So they they get tough after the new year. They're in the Christmas window. They play Liverpool and City in back-to-back matches. So it's going to be a tough one there. But I I think Chelsea are very, very good. I think City are very, very good. I think there's three really good teams. But I'm just going to go with Liverpool right now based off of the the run they've been on. Yep, I agree. Uh, And then Gavin came back and he asked us. He said, Arteta out. Jimmy? You asking me Arteta out? Yeah. I thought you were going to say something. I thought you were going to have like no. a yelling statement the way you lined it up. <laughs> but um, I I actually am an Arteta out. I hate the out things, but – and I liked Arteta. I really did. I believed in him. I thought it was a good get. But um, this is – if you keep Arteta, this is what you're going to get. You're going to see Arsenal finish between 8th and 10th and just be mediocre. And I don't think Arsenal Football Club should accept mediocre. Yeah. I agree. I am I am Arteta out, and I'm sad to say it. But anyways, Jimmy, I hate to dwell on the past. I hate to dwell on what happened an hour ago. So let's move on to next week's matches and give our predictions. And sure enough, Arsenal get the Monday night game, and for some reason they also get the Friday night game. So Arsenal are first up. They play Villa at 3 p.m. on Friday. Who do you have? 2-2 uh, draw. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't pick them to win because they're not good enough. I'll go 2-2 draw as well. I I mean, I'll be shocked if we get a win at home, which is terrible to say. Uh, Chelsea versus Norwich. Sorry, Norwich. 4-0 Chelsea. 7-0 Chelsea. Chelsea score a touchdown and convert the extra point. Palace versus Newcastle. I'm going to go 2-1 Palace. I'll go 1-0 Palace. Steve Bruce's days are numbered. Everton versus Watford. 2-0 Everton. I'll follow you on 2-0. I like that. Leeds versus Wolves. So I'm going to pick Leeds. This is their get-right game. 2-1 Leeds. I think this is a 2-2 draw. Southampton-Burnley. Southampton 1-0. Goose eggs, 0-0. Uh, the game to not watch this week is Southampton Burnley. And then uh, a good one, Brighton versus City. I feel like Brighton always gives City a problem. They do. I, I think this is a 1-0 City win. I'll go 2-1 City. 
Oh, can I say, also didn't get to say it before, Ferran Torres breaks his foot playing for Spain. Now City truly have no strikers on the team. It's great. Love it. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't even talk about City today. They won 2-0. You said you didn't yeah, want to it, talk about it because it was it so It really boring. wasn't worth talking about. It was against <laughs> Burnley. It was not a great game. Got the win. Torres being down hurts. The hope is that maybe Delap, the youngster, is finally coming back to practice now. He's been hurt himself. So maybe he may get a run in the team. Should be interesting. Right. And, then and Cole last... Palmer's a king. Cole I have Paul. to say this. I need to say this. Cole Palmer played like six minutes against Burnley. After the game, walked across the street, scored a hat trick for the youth team. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Decent warm-up. Um, and then on Sunday, we have Brentford versus Leicester. That's a great game. That I'm looking forward to that. I got goals in this one, Michael. I got 3-2 Leicester. Mm, I'll go 3-2 Bur- Brentford. Was uh, I, I was, and then I corrected myself when I said, oh, wait, you said a goal. That can't be right. <laughs> um, West Ham versus Spurs. Another two great one. game. West Ham. I will follow you on that. 2-1 West Ham. And then the last one, the big one, United versus Liverpool. Okay, here's the surprise. 2-1 Manchester United. No, Cristiano no. Ronaldo brace. I think that Liverpool might embarrass them. Liverpool are going to go to Old Trafford, and I think they might embarrass them. I can't have that happen, because that could get Ole sacked. <laughs> can't have that happen. He needs this win, because this win will buy him like three more months. So it's based off of how his career has gone. This is the match he will win. Yeah, this is his uh, Arsenal beating Spurs. Yes. I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. I think this one might get a little bit ugly for, for United. But Ronaldo gets his goal. He always gets his goal. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, but anyways, Jimmy, do you want to hit them with the plugs? Yes, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. Email us, MostlySoccerShow, gmail.com. We'd appreciate five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts if you can. It is very helpful, and we do read them, and I, I like them when I see them. It makes me happy. Make Jimmy happy. Leave a five-star review. I won't be and Jimmy boring always. anymore. I'll yeah. be Jimmy happy. And as always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.